This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about Disney magic without the pixie dust. I'm Nathan, and with me today are Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Dave. Hi, Dave. Yo. Janine, <laughs> greetings to you. Greetings, indeed. <laughs> and Victoria, <laughs> greetings as well. Hello. Uh, to give you a little idea of what this is all about and why it's come to be, um, I uh, am also producing the show, and I wanted to do a... Uh, very progressive podcast about Disney stuff uh, that allowed uh, the opportunity for people who are not me, white uh, and cisgendered uh, and male, to speak. And then all those people that I've gathered told me to do the introduction. So uh, it's not my fault. Just mm-hmm. let you know. I I put my he's a trusted ally. I put my hands ally. out absolutely, and I I I you know, reached down and said, come up and, and do the intro. And they all said, no, you're good. So this is, <laughs> this is Rat Castle. Uh, as you can tell by the intro, Rat Castle is a small ode to our good friend Rizzo in Muppet Vision, uh, who appears uh, to Sam Eagle as Mickey Mouse uh, for a moment. And uh, that's kind of how we look at Disney a little bit. We all love Disney. Uh, but fully understand that it's uh, very much their tourists. What do they know uh, about much of it? <laughs> and we want to be honest about that. And uh, but not negative, right? Don't get me wrong. I know it's called Rat Castle, but don't we don't always be negative. Um, but we want to just be honest. Um, the uh, panelists. We want to spill the tea, Hunty. We want to yes. spill the yes. tea. Yes, and that's true. We're going to talk <laughs> about not only theme parks, not only Disney theme parks, but uh, other theme parks, Universal, things like that, and also Disney Plus and any Disney movies and TV that's happening. And uh, unlike many podcasts, I don't know anyone else does it, we're going to try to do a little disc Twitter. We're going to try to do a little bit uh, of the actual culture tea. So that's the hope, uh, and we'll see how it all goes. So I want to introduce the panelists. Um, and then I'll say a little bit more about uh, me. But uh, first up is Dave. Dave, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Uh, I'm Dave Cobb. I um, am a 30-year veteran of the themed entertainment design industry. Um, I've worked for Universal and Paramount and Warner Brothers and built theme parks and attractions all over the world. So I'm going to be the cranky old man of the group. Um, get off my lawn. Yes. Uh, and we're so thankful to have uh, someone who has experience in the industry. And don't let him sort of, you know, kind of put away certain uh, information. The man helped make Men in Black Alien Attack uh, and created a whole freaking theme park in Dubai. So, like, let's not let's not mince words. The man knows what he's talking about, and we're so happy to have him. Sara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm sure you're happy to go second after Dave. Oh, for sure. Because um, I don't even know like what I wanted to say, but um, I'm Sara Zuleiman, and I'm a recent college graduate. So yay, finished! Yay, congratulations. Um, 
Yeah, so I got my uh, degree in political science, and I am a SoCal native. Um, so yeah, I used to be a cast member at Disneyland, and now I am free to talk about all the Disney secrets. Um, but I'm not going to reveal too much because I don't want Mr. Mickey to come get me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm genuinely excited to um, be able to talk about my perspective on this podcast. So thank you. We're glad to have you. Awesome. Um, Janine lives in my neck of the woods. We're both the East Coasters on this podcast. Uh, well, not true. Victoria, you're from the East Coast, too. You're just not a Floridian like Janine and I. Uh, Dave and Sarah come <laughs> from uh, the great West Coast. Um, Janine, tell us a little the bit. The best of, coast? Okay. Sure. Okay. What do we say? The you best have, coast? <laughs> you have two theme parks. We have four. Uh, Janine. <laughs> Tell us but a little bit. The original, bit of... the original. Yeah. Okay. okay sure. Ooh, sure, sure. She's throwing down already. She's throwing down already. Girl. If I, if I, if I had a dime for every time some Disneylander told me the original is what that that counts Ooh. for a lot. I'll tell you what. No, it's okay. I agree. It's pretty. That's wonderful. because it does. It does. I agree. You have Indiana Jones, and we don't, and that's the best ride in the world. Technically, so, I agree. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah that's true. But I was just there, yeah. so. But we have the best, you know, we could say we have the best universals. I think we can all agree we have more universals. That's universal. true. That's true. True. Okay. true. We have yeah. very true. Like one and a half more universals than uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Janine, let's get to you. Yeah. What are you all about? Oh, goodness. What am I all about? Uh, that that goes weird. But um, for the purposes of the podcast, um, I am just a longtime theme park enthusiast. I moved to Florida, I think, mostly because my parents wanted to come to Disney more often. <laughs> and uh, I just, um, I briefly worked for Disney. Right now I'm a, a student of geosciences. And um, yeah, uh, that's that pretty much. Yeah, I just like to go to the parks. You're interested in the bu in, in a bug's life, literally. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, my car, my license plate is I like bug. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Girl likes bugs. I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> and it's a little ambiguous. There's no E. So it could be I lick. I lick bugs. <laughs> fine. It's fun. It's fine. You know, yep. I think I probably had at some point in my life licked a bug. I don't remember yeah. doing it. But I know I ate yeah. bird poop at one point. So the idea of me licking. What? I was a child. I was a child. Oh, Children eat cookies and cream. Wow. Cookies and cream and bird poop look the same when you're a child. I didn't eat it all. Yeah. I didn't have a spoonful, people. <laughs> that could have stayed in the drafts. No, everything comes out. I don't out know on why, but that's like making me tear up. I don't know why. I'm just saying, licking bugs is not the worst thing in the world. You could. Your wife eat bird kisses poop. that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on a good day, I have Christmas and birthday. So, uh, Victoria, let's finish up with you. What are you all about, Victoria? So I am a uh, theme park. Fuck's sake, boy. Um. <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows, this is we can cuss as much as we want on this podcast because this is Rack Fuck yeah. And you can say what you want. Uh, and like, of course, uh, barking. I will put a warning, what? of course, uh, beforehand so all the parents will know. But what's the point of having another podcast on Disney that can't cuss? So, Victoria. True. So, I am a theme park content creator that focuses mainly on Disney. I've been doing that since 2012. I am decrepit, I know. Um, <laughs> I, too, worked at Disney World. Um, I was the... I worked at Disney Reservation Center, so if you ever booked a vacation, you probably heard from me. So... <laughs> 
Um, right now, not really doing much. I am currently raising money for uh, American Cancer Society for the Dizzy Princess 10K. So, no oh, cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Yep, I've never run before, so this will be fun. <laughs> Straight to the 10K. Okay, running is the enemy. Nothing. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Oh, six miles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Six that's miles. Is the, I was like, that's, is the idea that if you don't do the all six miles, the cancer society gets none of the money? Is that how the, is that the pressure that you put on yourself? <laughs> I, oh my God. I hope not. Yeah. I think you can walk it though. I think you can just that's stroll true. if that's you true. really want to. You will make it to the end by hook or by crook. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have to talk about myself too. Uh, Lord knows why. My name is Nathan Hartman. I uh, am a film professor by day and a Disney nerd by night and by day and by weekend for the most part. I live here in the Central Florida area. Uh, and I uh, had a previous podcast called Dream Finders, which uh, some listeners might have listened to. And I uh, worked for WWNT, WDW News Today, for about two years doing digital content and journalism stuff uh, on the side while uh, teaching. Uh, and so I got to be in the parks and, and do all sorts of stuff. In fact, today, of course, uh, upon recording is the very first day of uh, the Festival of the Arts at Epcot. Uh, and, uh, you know, some people say, well, man, it must be so fun to go the first day and try all the food. And it's literally the worst thing in the world. Uh, and you never want to do that. Um, it's <laughs> having to review like 40 items is, uh, I, it's very gluttonous it's, to say the well, least. It gets very tedious after a while. It really does. Oh, boo hoo. Boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> such privilege. Like, but Oh, you have to fry a moose. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, to begin, we're going to talk a little bit about theme parks and, of course, Festival of the Arts because it just started. Uh, Janine, let's uh, let's get started here. Why don't you lead us off? Oh, yeah. So um, today the the buzz is the Festival of the Arts and screw the arts. It's about figment. Um, <laughs> this art. Figment is the word of the day. I'm not sure what figment necessarily has to do with the arts, but that bucket. Imagination, I guess. But just the, bu- the design of the bucket itself. He's a little chonker. Okay, that bucket. that's what I oh, want to talk for about. Sure. Is this our Thickment. third? Is this our third edition to Thickment? Because we had two or three pieces of art where we had a nice beefy figment, and yeah, this guy is kind of. I'm down. Yeah, there's there's a nice thick figment. Um, he, he, he a thickums. Yeah, he went <laughs> to the festival of the arts and he has reviewed all the food. He, mm. he sure did. Yeah, I mean he's literally full of popcorn. So sure, it's not that much popcorn. Though. No, it isn't. It never is. These buckets like are barely meant to hold popcorn. <laughs> hey, it could be filled with anything you want. Like if I were there, I would be like lining that with a plastic bag and putting like cocktails in it or something. There we go. Now you're talking <laughs> my language. Modern problem. <laughs> Modern solutions. <laughs> All you need is yeah. I'm not sure they're leak proof, so you would need that plastic. Um, though yeah. it's it would be good to know. I'm curious about that. Somebody needs to do that. But it's a popcorn, but I don't get it. Can I just be the first one to say, like, okay, the popcorn buckets are a thing. I get I get that they're a thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're cumbersome. Like, I bought one in my whole life. I bought, well, I, I'm humble brag. I bought one at Tokyo Disney because it was Stitch, and you actually open his head and reach into his throat to get the popcorn. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Whoa. Yeah, he's like, ah. But <laughs> eh, 
I bought that one and I bought a and oh sorry, humble brag. I also bought the Tron light cycle one from Shanghai Disney. So Oh, excuse um, me. But but that's because those things were themselves very cool, I yeah. guess. And I guess Figment's cool. But like I've never bought another one because they're so cumbersome to wear on the park. Like I yeah. I I don't understand seven hour lines for a twenty-four dollar popcorn bucket. I really don't. And people I kid you not, I've seen several photos of taking photos with like eight of them around their body and i'm like what does that do for you <laughs> make some money on ebay well and that's what's yeah. weird because the limit of two was put on these and i think disney's always the first to be like eh, to be damned like they don't care how many they sell they never do and i think they put it up to like maybe hold bay if stock is low but they knew what they were doing with this one they knew what they were doing 100 percent and didn't we see, like, it's already on eBay. They're like $100, $140, 99 There was one that was like 175 that I saw. But well, like. as low as 80 <laughs> That's which, cheap. <laughs> which which somebody online said, well, that's cheaper than, a, you know, a ticket to the park. So I guess if you can't go and you really want one, okay. For what? Sure. I but know. Honestly, what are you going to do like, with it at home? Are you really going to put popcorn in this at home while you're watching a movie? Like. Your thimble of popcorn? Yeah. I just feel like the popcorn buckets are, in my opinion, not really the cutest thing in the world. And I don't like how, like, when you're carrying them around, like, you are constantly going to be knocking stuff over with yeah. them. And it's yeah. like, you're going to ding it on something. It's going to get a scratch on it or, like a, like, a bump or something on it. And I just feel like it's so, in my opinion, I don't like them. I think that they're dumb. Universal's social media had the best response. Oh, yeah. Did you see I that? I saw that. The Universal Orlando Resort was like, they were like, y'all must really like popcorn. They're <laughs> so shady. They're and so then, shady. And then after that, they're like, meanwhile, Jurassic World Velocicoaster is 35 minutes. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I would take the Velocicoaster any day. Any, any day. day. Yeah. Over some popcorn, please. And it just like, I, feel, I get why people take them and like they probably when they go home, they like hang them up, put them on a shelf or whatever. But they're so bulky. They're so yeah. bulky. Do you? Maybe it's because we just came out of Christmas. Do, does it remind anybody of those big old retro plastic Santas that are hollowed out and they're like just these big chunky? And we, yeah. we went to inflatables, <laughs> but I, every time I see a popcorn bucket, I'm like, that's just like one of those big resin created molds. Yeah. It's too big to put. It's not. It's bigger than a Funko Pop. You can't like put it on your desk. Like it's gonna take up a lot of shelf space. Uh, my favorite hot take though is from. Uh, Michael Libby on on Twitter. He said, "Hot take. What if we focused on saving the planet instead?" Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like that's that's a lot of. I mean, we're no. Come on, the, the every everything in the park is killing the planet. But that's like this particularly large example of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like that is because all it's gonna do is like I'm looking at two popcorn buckets on my shelf right now, and they're just bookends. I don't do <laughs> anything. Those things aren't going to break down. Those are going to be in a landfill in a millennia, and aliens are going to find like all these popcorn buckets. They worship. They were like totems that we worship. Yeah, right. I just want to know who takes them back into the park because like nobody. I have nobody because I will be damned. Like yeah, because I like taking like my small small bag and then going to the park. I do not like carrying anything else. I saw so. someone when I was in the parks near Christmas with a gold Christmas tree with Mickey and Minnie on it. And I asked them where they got it and they got it the year before. So someone. Maybe a special holiday event time. Yeah. Are the refills cheaper? No. No. Are you kidding? So you're still paying. Yeah. Like, 
Oh. It was only the Magic Key one that had that dollar fifty refill for like one month. Yeah, but that was it. Like one month, and that was Dave, it. Dave, you answered like, your own question. You asked if Disney was going to give something to people cheaper. Like you knew yeah, the answer to that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm dumb. I knew <laughs> charge you more. Yeah, I knew the answer to that. I'm dumb. They also they also have wonderful flavors like Tokyo. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, of course they don't. No, that's the thing. <laughs> the Tokyo popcorn is like I get it because yeah. There's, it's, there's, it's flavors. And they have lines, like when they roll out new ones, and and oh god, that there's a soy sauce butter one that is like mwah, so good. Brought some back to me, and I was like, "This is the best damn thing I've ever put in my mouth." It's really good. It's <laughs> Everything's really good. better in Tokyo when it comes to Disney. That's because that's because the Disney company doesn't own and operate. Yep. It, so yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it helps a lot. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah, so I guess true. That is what it takes. I just wish that the popcorn buckets were less bulky and made more sense after you bought them. Yeah, that's when did they start weird. making them? I started seeing them like three years ago. That's when I started seeing them. They saw Tokyo doing it. I think. Yeah. Kind of- mm. Tokyo's done it forever. I I bought mine there in 2016 and then been going for a couple of years already. So, um, yeah. I mean, I I get wanting a souvenir, but. There's just something about them that's so sort of egregiously large and yeah. unwieldy, um, you know. But to each his own, I guess. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna popcorn shame anybody, but yeah. but if you want to stand in line for seven out seven seven hours, can we put that into perspective? The last time I've seen a line that long was for freaking Flight of Passage when it first opened. Yeah, yeah, or Hagrid's. Yeah, or Hagrid. Yeah. I would rather, first off, I wouldn't wait for a ride that long. But if no. I had shoes, I'm not waiting for a popcorn bucket for seven hours. No. Especially, like, to go sell it for $100, generously more than you paid for it. Well, and the Where thing about eBayers is they inflate, some of them inflate their prices. So they will have their husband or wife or somebody else put in bids oh, drive up the bid. and drive up the but bid. But let's say... But let's say they make the high thing on that one. Let's say the one fifty one sells, right? So that's that's what that's a, that's a hundred that's a hundred and twenty five dollars profit spread over seven hours. That's less than like you know most jobs. So how much are you really living off of this thing? You know, yeah, which is insane to me. What what drives me mad is when they already put the bids up before they even get the product. Oh, sure. Like, what if you don't get the product? Yeah, right. <laughs> Disney desperately keeps acting like they want to curb this stuff, but the only way to really curb it is to offer it at just everything on Shop Disney. And I don't really care at this point. Like, if you want to do that, yeah. do it. I don't care. Like, yeah. and and you want money, the, so do it. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> what if they tied thing is, the purchases to the passes or the ticket? Yeah, they tried that. I think they it's tried hard that. It's to track. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. I the stupid thing is the stupid thing is like wait two or three weeks into this event you're gonna be able to stroll in and get one yeah there's there's just no way that there's this much demand for that popcorn bucket that's just locals I bet yeah no it's I'm telling you that's what it is everyone's like I want to put my stuff online first so that way I can get the views resellers can suck it. Yeah, absolutely. The resellers can eat a bag of dicks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Those things just, just piss me off. The worst of the worsts. 
I'm, if you're listening to this podcast, I officially hate you if you're a reseller. Yeah, you're allowed I to leave. you. Yeah. This isn't all... This is a podcast for everyone, all sexes, races, and creeds, and genders, but also not for resellers. I don't care. Not for resellers. Fuck all of you. Yeah. yeah. No resellers. <laughs> not for concert tickets or sneakers. That's where it hurts me the most personally. Concert tickets and sneakers with the resellers. Super bad. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say one thing about like Disney, like essentially controlling the situation. I don't think I don't even think they can because no. it's like it's cast members mm-hmm. who are essentially the ones that are like the the barrier between like the the guest and Disney. And a lot of the cast members aren't necessarily equipped with the ability to say no right. to a lot of these guests who come in who are like, give me my popcorn bucket or I'm going to like, I want a supervisor now or like I want a manager or lead. Well, I've and, been, you know, hit them because we've had that happen. Yeah. yeah, there was brawls. What was it? Something launched recently and there was like people fighting over it. What was- Wasn't it for the Starbucks cup in um, at the Emporium? <laughs> at the very beginning of the 50th, I remember seeing videos for that but i just think that like when it comes to the cast members like if i'm getting paid minimum wage i'm not really gonna give two fucks about somebody who's gonna get more than two popcorn buckets i really will not no to be honest no no and and, we're living in the end times let's just admit it yeah Um, literally (laughs) send the flood (laughs) it's over just send the flood already yeah yeah uh, i'm ready to go it was caliglia or for uh you know one fall of an empire and it's going to be figment buckets uh figment for another one this This big flaming there's going to be this big idol figment with like fiery eyes and like buildings torched and disney the whole park like yeah it's terrifying walt comes down (laughs) from the mountain i just had I just had a vision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we already have a golden figment. There's a literal golden idol figment at Epcot. We have it. Yeah. It's there. Oh, that's the, right. the, the, the golden idols. I couldn't believe that. It was yeah. like, wow. You're really on the nose here, aren't you? Yeah. I'll worship that dragon when I go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Cult of figment. Cult of figment. The church of figment. Yeah. Oh, my God. God bless. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? Dave, do you have anything for us? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the big news for uh, D23 is that um, they are restoring Walt's plane that he used to use to fly back and forth. Uh, uh, um, and uh, uh, it was it's called Mickey Mouse One, Walt's Plane. Uh, I guess a- Amazon is helping pay for it and put it on display and helping I guess. restore Ooh, it. Disney Amazon. has no money, so <laughs> Amazon has... Jeff right. Bezos must come in on the backs of his workers and get this plane right. done. I mean, they've done sponsorships to do things before, I guess. Amazon and Disney? No, I just meant in general, but Amazon uh, and so weird. It is weird that it's Amazon. <laughs> I, like, Amazon yeah. has never done yeah, anything with Disney, to my knowledge, that I can remember. Aren't they competitors? I mean, not. Um, if you think about it with streaming services. No, I know that. I think about it. Amazon and Disney. Do you guys remember that thing that happened a while back where everything went down at Disney? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the servers oh, are Amazon. Amazon cloud services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazon web services cover like half the globe, uh, and is one mm. of the things that that's the one arm that needs to be sliced sliced off that. It's the end times, like Dave said. Yeah, the yep. end times. We must pray to our dear Lord and Savior. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! But I think that it's cool. It's I I personally, I'm not a huge Walt Disney fan. Like I'm not like a diehard um, 
like fan like that. But I think it is cool seeing like all the memorabilia from his time, and yeah. um, I think the plane would be cool. I like a good anti-union um, man who wants to create a, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, yeah, right. a man on his deathbed who wants racism. to become the dictator of a whole city, uh, like. Yeah, no, I I, forget, I enjoy. Don't it forget chain smoker, chain smoker of course. as well. You know, of course. Yeah, that caught up to him real quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But you know, the the thing about that plane that bugs me is what other than the, the uh, you know the Walt Disney Family Museum in right. San Francisco, notwithstanding, which is great if you've never been. Mm-hmm. It's it's but it's about him specifically, and it's not really about the parks. It's, the parks are like this footnote at the end because it ends when he dies, right? And so. And it's a great collection, but why is there not on property somewhere? Yeah, some sort of like I know we say over and over again, Disneyland's not a museum, right? And nor it should nor should it be. But isn't there a place for this stuff? Isn't as yeah. part of the resort in Florida or here in, in in California or something? It just seems so weird. They have the story of Walt in uh, Hollywood Studios for you to run into when it's raining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's good. It's good, but it's like kind of boring at the same time. Um, they don't do enough for it for me, like for me to be like, "Wow, you know what we should go do? We should go do that place." Oh yeah, once you've yeah. seen it, it's been because they don't like continue to do it. They don't push out often enough. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. a... there needs to be. But East... we have the Bowers. Oh yeah, that's the thing. You have Bowers, and they keep working yeah. with Bowers and doing stuff. Yeah, and it's it's. It's really cool, and the tickets are pretty cheap too. So it's yeah. a really fun museum. It's a it's a museum here in Santa Ana, um, and they've I think there was one exhibit that they had during um, the height of COVID last year, and they're also they ha- they also have a new exhibit this year. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of cool stuff there. I, I think it's a huh. really great museum. Yeah, archive stuff. It was the first Never one's been. archives, yeah. and the next one, the, the one currently I think is like dresses and jewelry and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the costumes. It's which is really, really cool. cool. But Anna, there's yeah. no, and I get what's going to happen if they ever have a museum. It's going to be in Anaheim area. And, mm-hmm. and, but really, it should be one in California and one at Disney Springs. Uh, I, I get having Cirque where Cirque is and there's a new show and everything like that. But you could easily put a museum near that or use the Cirque building for that. Cirque building? You could literally just use MBA experience. Well, yeah. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. ain't doing nothing in there. Yeah. They wasn't doing nothing when it opened either. Yeah. <laughs> no, there were tumbleweeds through that thing. But even downtown Disney right now, like, they have so much space in downtown yeah. Disney that could be, like, we could have a museum there. Yeah, and make it a ticket um, event. People would go. Literally. Are they going like, to let people in the plane? That's what I want to know. Are you going to be able to walk into oh, it? No way. Or no? I no doubt way. it. I doubt it. No way. It'd be cool. It's extra money to Too do bad. the inside. They, they only do the inside, bro. You know what's funny about this plane? <laughs> it, it was, of course, in Hollywood Studios for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, it was, like... I don't know, chucked behind Animal Kingdom and just left, like wrapped and left. Like, I love when they're like, we've we've carefully restored this. And maybe they did now, but they like left yeah. it out. Like they didn't put Why it in a hanger. There? Yeah. They're like tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. so weird because you know was... that you have storage upon storage yeah. upon storage available to them. Yeah. Like- back there you just let it sit back there and fry right. in the florida heat i'm just next like, to the uh next to the flight of the navigator ship rotting away yeah. for so many years on the tram tour. <laughs> this is what's funny to me it's like 
uh, well, we haven't really done anything with Walt's plane, but we have the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids shrink ray. Like, it's in perfect condition. Like, it's sitting here ready to be seen anytime. The logic of that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, like, literally one of my favorite movies of all time. But still, it's so strange (laughs) to be like, eh, we don't know what to do with this plane. But the bigger thing for me is I tapped out on D23 after, like, the first year. I'm like, I'm out. Never going. It just... The lines are ridiculous, and they they hype the smallest little things, and I just it just feels so it's such a I don't know I'm not a fan. Yeah, not it's a always fan. a little crumbs for the fans, but it's never a buffet. Right? Yeah, it, absolutely, it's crumbs. I thought that the better events were the ones they did the the attraction rewind stuff in Florida was pretty mm-hmm. fun. A couple years ago, they they did a great one for uh, Adventures Club where they yeah. brought the cast back together and. But but the D twenty three thing is like here's a a, a, a a convention booth where you can buy stuff and we're gonna have two pieces of art from a movie coming up and like come on it's <laughs> it, it always feels like what am I paying for the oh and then the tickets changed this year right yeah didn't the tickets get more expensive this year yeah so uh, the pricing well people were mad apparently that there's no longer a sorcerer package and you can only do one or three day tickets I think you used to be do you able to do one two or three but now it's only one or three and for some reason I don't know why they did this apparently the expo is being presented by Visa and if and anyone who's a Visa card holder whether it's credit or debit can get the pre-sale which is a day before hmm Ugh. Interesting. Okay. But the thing is, though, like, remember, D23 was only created because Disney looked at the decades of Disneyana conventions yeah. that went on and were like, how do we get on, on that action? And and said, no more unofficial stuff and we're going to own it and make money off it, which is fine. I get it. You know, all the companies are doing it now. Warner Brothers, DC has their own fandom yeah. thing, you know. But it's like, it, 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 it it's like the Comic Con panels that I've been to, there's some actual like fun reveals and stuff there. But yeah. the, the, at D23, it's always been like, wait, you're just going to release this in a press release five minutes before you say it anyway. So why do I need to go? Yeah. Like, why do I need to be here? It's also really disorganized. Like, I worked at the last D23 event as like a lead for the archive stage. And the way that like there aren't enough cast members there to like deal with that much of a crowd. Like it is really bad. It, the people aren't trained. Um, there isn't communication. And I feel like that's kind of like personally for me, the worst part about D23 is the, um, yeah, just like the lack of organization. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, for, it's, for the company as a whole, though, if you're going to be. Yeah. But for an event that big, for like to be hiring people the day before, like I just think that that's, they're they have they're not even so half of the crew that works at d23 are not even cast members they are not cast members they like are from was i think it's like the company's called like the allied um staff it's like that staffing agency staffing service yeah 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 Yeah, so it's those people the people that you will see at the concerts the regular concerts (laughs) like they are at the d23 events it's like most of them aren't even cast members so i feel like if you're going to be paying that much money to for an event like that you should be getting cast member service right um and you two should fi- be two, uh, two finger point yeah and <laughs> what's fu- tickets tickets i have no idea how it much was it like, costs isn't it like 280 like, 290 let's see it's one day's that? one day's 89 a three-day ticket is 229 dollars did you get to the preferred seating one that's yeah that's, that's only if you're a member if you're a general member it's 99 and 279 and preferred seating what preferred seating package for 
three days is eight ninety nine. That's it's crazy. Crazy. Just oh, so you can hear, you can hear Bob Chapek be excited about Target stores. That's all this is for. Like, <laughs> like literally. Like I've never yeah. seen the man brighten up more when he was like, "And we brought the Target dog," and we're like, "Well, we love the, the Target, Target dog." dog. You're of course, you know, literally destroying all our mall childhoods as you say this. But okay. Uh, I guess we've paid $800 so we can sit here and see the Target dog. And these are for panels that they're going to live stream anyway. Yep. I can sit at home in my underwear with a exactly. scotch and watch this stuff. Why would I? Yeah. Uh, uh, get off get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> Al, you, you have to be a, a member of the D23 club now in order to go. Yeah. Like, you either have to be a complimentary general member or you have to be a D23 gold member. If you're not either, you cannot go to the expo. But the fact that they don't even have the Sorcerer's Package, I think for me, is like where it's awful. Because I remember the goodie bags from the Sorcerer Package. Yeah. They were so good. Like, I even took oh. some home. Like, the goodie bags were <laughs> nice. Like, they had so much stuff. You like, get a goodie bag if you're a D23 gold member. Yeah, but the goodie bag for the Sorcerer's Package was amazing. Like, they had some limited edition stuff. There was even a Frozen... Um, the Frozen musical Broadway tickets in there too. Oh, so like it was a good goodie bag. Like, you know, like it was nice. Um, but I think the good thing about D23 that I personally would say is kind of worth the money is if you collect the merchandise. I think the merchandise yeah. at D23 is really cool. Yeah, totally. That's the only, well, it's usually the only time you get very specific stuff. Now they just recently yeah. released an Adventures Club t-shirt like for general buy at the yeah. store and it's amazing. Yeah. But you, that's something that I look at and I'm like, how has that not got D23 on the back? Can we also say the other thing, the prop, one thing I probably am going to look forward to and tune in for is the Masquerade Ball because it's being judged by Nina West. So we got oh. some, some drag up in here. Wow. Yeah, she's like she's like the official Disney drag queen. It makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> she, she used to do, she did a bunch of like uh, Disney songs in her act for years and years and years and years. So it's kind of amazing that she's like this now family sanctioned, you know, family friendly drag queen, you know, yeah. good for her. I'm like, get that coin, bitch. Get that, get that coin. Literally. That's awesome. Uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about fake Matt Damon. Um, so <laughs> if anyone saw online uh, for some reason, uh, a couple, I think it was last week at this point, uh, there was a guy at Hollywood Studios that I guess looked like Matt Damon. I mean, not he really. Not. He was wearing a shirt that had Matt Damon's face on it. I'm yeah. like, what celebrity wears their own shit? And you can like, compare and see that he looks nothing like the shirt. Yeah. 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 I was just confused. Like, why were people taking pictures with him? Yeah. He doesn't even look like him. It's Was it a sociology student? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Matt Damon sociology student. Uh, it's just so str- like it's it is weird because, and I think it's one of those things where like I think a couple people wanted a photo, and then people just start lining up because they don't know what it is, and they're just like sure. Right. Which is why, like, I mean, it- Tim Tracker got shit for this because people would ask him for photos. Oh, vloggers get it all the time where they'll have people that want photos or whatever, and they've been told like you you gotta like not do that stuff because you're yeah, causing yeah. a scene. And so this yeah. fake Matt Damon shows up and he's like, uh, I'm clearly not Matt Damon, but I'm wearing Matt Damon <laughs> on my shirt. Who would like a photo? I don't know how this starts. I don't know how you go. <laughs> like, do you go? I'm but, like, fake where Matt is Damon. the security? Yeah. Where's security? Because like they should have been on his ass. Like you should not be able to like have a crowd like that. 
but, like get, but again, like, I'm watching the video right now. Not only does he not look at all like Matt Damon, yes. like <laughs> wh what world do these people come from that are that think a celebrity is going to enter the park with a T-shirt of themselves? Yes. I am flabbergasted. With no plaid. No one does that. With no plaid. Like with you, no plan, you will never see Matt Damon. Nothing. You will never see Matt Damon if he's at at the parks. I saw Neil Patrick Harris at Disney with no plan. Neil Patrick Harris wants to be at Disney with no plan. That man had his yeah, own. That makes sense. Well, he was a custom drink right at the tequila bar at Epcot. Is named after Neil Patrick Harris. Like the man. <laughs> like that man does not care. He loves just being at like. There's no one who loves yeah. Disney more. I think than Neil Patrick Harris. He really is into yeah. it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Chris Evans. Too, but he usually has a plaid. Yeah. Who? Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 celebrity the celebrity I've run into the most at Disneyland like four times actually. Uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, I thought you were gonna say really? Kevin Pollock because Kevin Pollock loves yeah. Disney just as much. But the idea that Kevin Smith yeah. uh, is at Disney makes total sense to me. But the idea that Kevin yeah, Smith is everywhere. With his daughter, of course. Yeah. yeah. Every, every time I saw him, he's with his daughter, and he was super sweet. He was nice. Yeah. He let people take photos and stuff. He's a nice guy. He's everywhere. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it, you could probably get a photo per month with Kevin Smith if you're in the right areas. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey, so my opening line to him was like, I'm from Jersey. And he was like, get out! <laughs> I'm from Jersey, too. That's fun. We got two Jerseys. Awesome. Spring, Spring Lake. Uh, 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 Dover. I think that it would have been more thematically appropriate if fake Matt Damon was in front of, of Grommets, because that's exactly where fake Matt Damons are. <laughs> Uh, in all fake characters, oh, that would be hilarious if they no. start putting like char shoddier versions Version. of Disney character outfits <laughs> in front of the fake, in front of the in front of Runaway Railway. Now, like, yeah. oh, that's very meta. That's extremely meta. Like Superman has to show up. Like DC characters have to show up there for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> they'd have they'd have to turn one man's dream into a sex shop to make it a true authentic Sunset to Boulevard really make experience. It an, Authentic oh Hollywood, experience. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood yeah. experience. A little bit of spice, yeah. You know, that, that's, is a, that is a yeah. It's something over there, people. Victoria, shall we talk about lightsabers? Oh yes, we're gonna talk about the umbrella bags, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. Oof. Woof. It has come to our attention apparently that due to quote unquote supply chain issues that are currently happening around the nation, um, the complimentary bags that you normally get for your lightsabers. When you do the um, Savvy's, Savvy's lightsaber experience are not available at this time. So instead you have the option of getting them in a plastic type bag that looks similar to like an umbrella bag. Or you can pay $50 for a, um, a upgraded version of the complimentary bag at um, Doc Ondar's. So that way it's going to be more secure. And people were not pleased about that. Um, also, it came to my attention that if you go to Droid Depot, you no longer get the um, cardboard boxes for your droids. Right. <gasps> How are they going to have the droids without the without the cord like the cardboard boxes? You just have to hold them like a baby. You gotta you gotta buy the backpack, right? This is all this yeah. is all about the upsell. Wow, they have the plastic bags for those as well. Don't worry. And then I mean these these experiences aren't cheap to begin with. Yeah, right? yeah. Us recently raised them. When I did it, it was with tax two ten, but now it's I think it's two fifteen, and then add tax to that. Fucking hell. That's people 
pissed and then they said you could have a 10 percent yeah. discount with <laughs> like 20 dollars off so you're really <sighs> paying the base price well and of course that's after them not doing that like don't let's right. not like suggest right. that they gave the the discount to begin with yeah. no they got shit no. and then they gave the discount yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i I mean, and I, you know, I'm a grown ass man who paid two hundred dollars for a lightsaber. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, and and it, and it, I, I will, I, I, it made me cry. It was very, very cool. I'm. But I'm let me exactly, ask you, where is that lightsaber right now? Is uh, it like it is, in the dark closet, or like no, no, no? Is it actually being used? It's it's sitting in the corner of the of the living room, ready to display to anybody. Oh, so it's like, yeah, okay. is it actually being used? Yeah, he chops lettuce with it. What are you talking about? Sorry, it's a display item. Oh, I. Oh, Oh, I use it all right. Oh boy, wink. wink. Oh um, boy, I, we had to come on, come on. You, cat. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> they make a good cat toy. They do. They make an excellent cat toy. They love that shit. I so I mean I got one and I I thought the upgraded bag was really cool. So at the time I got the free bag, but I bought the other one because it's really cool. I do a whole. I mean, full disclosure, I do a whole Star Wars bounding outfit when I go to to, to Galaxy's Edge and and because cool. I'm that because I am that nerd. And, oh, yes. and, but still like the fact that like for a temporary time, they just weren't giving that extra bag to you is flabbergasting to me. Like, come on. If this is a supply chain issue, step up. This is, I mean, you know, it, 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 at least, at least kiss me if you're going to death me like that. <laughs> God. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like it's a matter of also just like show at that point. Like yeah. how do you not provide the bag? Right. Yeah. And to right. have that light again, going back to the stupid popcorn bucket, if you just hit it a little bit, it's like it's screwed. It's fucked. Like you can't even like do anything about that lightsaber. Like you need the padding in that bag. Yeah. And and they, there's another one on the West Coast. Why didn't like is Disneyland out of them, too? Is yeah, that, they, could, they were. They were. They were. So it was yeah. both parks. So it's no. a yeah. supply chain thing. Oh, yeah. then knock then knock some money off. Right. Like for all of that, I would rather you just like give me more money off of the experience because in reality because of covid there no one's getting the full savvy yeah that's yeah. a really good point well, that's what you're paying for i mean look we all know whatever you buy here is a premium like i pay twenty dollars for a cocktail at, at ogas and don't blink twice <laughs> so let's let's not let, let, let's not mince words like of course i want to pay for an upgraded experience but that's the point right, right. like i'm willing to pay a premium if it's more than a fucking plastic bag like that's just wrong that's just yeah. super wrong like sarah said it's just bad show like that's it's yeah trashy because walking around the you're like walking around galaxy's edge with a lightsaber and a plat what do you like you're like the you're like the bargain basement jedi you're like the <laughs> <laughs> it ruins the immersion yeah 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 it, it really does that. and also like you go on like another ride where are you gonna put it like what do you yeah, do with it? It's not because it's not assembled, right? Like you can't. No, it's it's no, together. It's, no, you. I mean, yeah. technically, you can take it apart. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, take the the blade out of the hilt. But back in the day, you used to be able to like. I don't know if you can now because of COVID, but sometimes they would like send it up to the front for you, and you could just pick it up. But I don't think they yeah. do. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. You know what upgraded experience I'm waiting for? Did y'all see the new? Um, have you watched the new Boba Fett show? Yes. Which is meh. It's it's okay. There's a. Uh, I'm waiting for the Ogas 
upcharge experience with the uh, nose lizard and the 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 the, the uh, vision quest that you go on. That's going to be like a hundred dollar experience, right? Where they blow the dust in your face and the lizard crawls up your nose and you and you, and you take some I and the drinks laced with ayahuasca and yeah. you go on a vision quest. Like, oh my god. Sure, I I yeah. I pay money for that. That's awesome. Sign me up. That's a real experience. You the, probably do that, sir. Get off! <laughs> Stop humping the Woody at Toy Story Land, sir. You must, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, sir. I am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so is DJ Rex melting? What's happening? <laughs> what an experience. Oh, well, let's move on to Disney film and television. Uh, We'll get back to some other theme park news coming up here. But there's some more. There's an interesting piece and then some frustration. Sorry, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, Pixar's Turning Red movie is going to be headed straight to Disney+. Plus. It won't even be getting a theatrical release. Um, And we also have the Santa Claus limited series. And that's going to be showing up on Disney+, Plus very soon. So, like, what are you guys' (laughs) thoughts on... Pixar is turning red. Well, first of all, the trailer's freaking cute. And, yeah. and I, I I want, who doesn't want a giant red panda in their lives? Absolutely. It's adorable. I, you know, I'm a, like, yes, I want to see things in theaters when I can, but we're in a world now where so many people don't. And, yeah. and it's, I think there's a barrier to entry now because of COVID, obviously, but there's also a cost barrier to entry for a lot of people. I just think people are so used to like, oh, if I get it on Disney Plus now, I'll just watch it at home. So... You know, I I, I I like when they do both. When they, it's like it's in yeah. the theaters, like a limited release. Yeah, I'd much rather see it in a limited release. But you know, yeah. I'm but if I don't make decisions, if I don't get to see Lightyear in theaters, I'm going to lose my shit. Because oh, like, that's, that's, Lightyear's going to be in theaters. Yeah. they they want them. I heard that they're keeping that. Yeah, yeah. Like I just feel for the employees because they're. I can already tell they're frustrated. Like I get. You know, we're still in a whole Panda Express. I get that, but <laughs> that's uh, a good pun. Like, oh, I have several in the chamber. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just feel for them because it's like they work so hard on these things. Yeah. And the director, I think this is like her debut. Like, I think oh, that's tragic. Debut film. So it it just kind of sucks that you know. I mean, but who knows? We already saw what you know Encanto did on Disney Plus. So yeah. Yeah, and it's become a cultural touchstone even without being in the theaters already. Yeah. So who who knows? I mean that I'm more worried about the churn of movies, right? Like that that mm-hmm. that how quickly will it just go? Who, who you know who's talking about Black Widow right now? And and it was yeah. what, four months ago, five months ago. So yeah. not that I was a good or bad movie. It's a great movie, but it's like there's just this constant churn of stuff. There's too many. Yeah. Can we just talk about also how seeing red is like the, uh, an, an enormous sort of coming out allegory yeah like, it is like super on the nose yeah that's so much after oh, luca like... too we get we're getting disney's yeah. landing on these coming out uh uh allegories yeah, i like it really very much in. yeah i think the furry the furries are gonna love it too uh, unfortunately <laughs> so oh you know that you know that panda or that red panda tail is gonna be out and about hot topic's gonna sell that in a heartbeat it's gonna sell like madness they... hot topic that, yeah the yeah, totally, totally. I have the Cheshire Cat one. I'll, I would See? totally buy that one. Yeah, maybe um, I'm a secret furry. I'm a, like a tiny secret furry. Maybe. I don't know. Not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question about the Santa Claus, Dave. This question's for you. Um, 
is 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 Tim Allen considered a sexy Santa Claus by bears, or is this is does he? <laughs> I saw a picture of him the other day, and I was like, this is sort of a sex. Like, there's no Kurt Russell Santa Claus here, but no, Kurt Russell, yeah. could get it. Yeah, Kurt Russell. I mean, sexy sure, Santa Claus. The bear thing, bear fetish, and and not uh, and Santa fetish sort of do cross over at a certain yeah. point. Um, I will absolutely admit that, but but. Kurt Russell's a whole other level of hot. Right. Like, holy moly, that that man could just wreck me. Um, the, the, sorry. Uh, Getting steamy. Woo! Um, no, I mean, Tim Allen, like, I understand why they're doing that show, because remember, he did, what, how many seasons of Home Improvement? Like, oh, 10 or 11? And yeah, 9 of Last Man Standing, which I've never watched. Popular as the movies were... He was a much bigger series star. And so yes. I it makes sense to me in my head. I, I, I did not really grow up with those movies as a kid, so I don't really have an affinity for them, so I can't really say. But mm-hmm. um, they're cute, and it, you know, uh, they're funny. They're very 90s. I, I yes. watched them this year, and they're like, oh, my God, they're so 90s. The, they're first so one, the first one is the one that I watched as a child. The other ones didn't really count, um, at least in my brain. But even that first one, the plot is insane. I mean, it's just, it's... The I family mean, dynamics are so not okay. Like, no. The, they treat each other like crap. Like, yeah. it's, it's so 90s. Yeah. It's and, very... And, the, and, the, and the, the mom jeans that are super high-waisted, <laughs> right? The 90s. The 90s fashion and haircuts is on point. I mean, they're coming back. Yeah, they are coming back. Those mom jeans the are back. The 2000s are here now. Yeah. That's what everybody's the... doing. The low-rise jeans. Lord, Lord. They're going to learn junkie. about flares. They're going to learn the hard way. They won't listen. We, we fought this battle. So they wouldn't have to. Right, right. L- listen to your gay elders. Do not go there. <laughs> Don't make unnecessary journeys. No. Junko jeans are not coming back. Stop it. Those died with the rest of my rave wardrobe from the 90s. Do not. <laughs> I have only one uh, desire for the Santa Claus series. It must have Judge Reinhold in it. Uh, if it doesn't, <laughs> it's not worth anything because um, I appreciate Judge Reinhold. That's it. I don't care at all about Santa <laughs> <laughs> Uh Who, wait, who is the other guy? Uh, David Crumholtz. I'll take David Crumholtz back as well, um, who played the Oh, yeah, main he elf. was the assistant, right? He was the, yeah. the main elf. He and then he funny. was on Numb like Three Years for years. And, and... <laughs> Numb Three Years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Spencer Breslin, who was the main elf in two and I think three. He was also the kid in Bruce Willis's The Kid. Uh, he could come oh, back, right. but he's like a stoner now. I followed him. In, I like watched him on Instagram the other day. I literally went, what happened to Spencer Breslin? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> God bless him. He seems happy, but he doesn't look like an elf anymore. I'll tell you that much. Um, of course he's happy. He's constantly stoned. Yeah. Are you implying elves can't smoke the um, good juice? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I'm i sure the elves have their own. The elves grow it. Are you kidding? Yeah. Elves probably have. Like, I want Santa and elf names now for different strains, right? Yeah. Like Christmas cookie. and. <laughs> well, when you're basically slave labor, you have to find goodness where you can. <laughs> oh. I guess I guess Walton and Santa have a lot in common. They're both anti-union. Um, <laughs> Dave, finish this up with some uh, Universal news. 
Universal. So uh, two big stories out of Universal. First one is uh, uh, the Shrek 4D attraction finally closing after, what, 18 years or so? Um, good riddance. That thing was <laughs> long in the tooth. I mean, you know, I, I, we talk we talk shit about it now because it's just another 4D show. But remember, like, there were no 4D shows at Universal yeah. when that came out. And the other parks had one or two Muppet Vision and Bugs Life and things. So it was like, the, it, it, it felt like rush to market. Like, we need a 4D show. But it stuck around, you know? Yeah. Um, it, but man, the, those the, the the bucking seats when you're in the horse scene are just like just kill me now. This is I uh, I had Universal Pass for a year when we first moved here. I never once went to Shrek. I had no interest. <laughs> I I maybe it was because it literally could be found in a cereal box that I was like I can watch this on Netflix if I really want to. Which you right? Can. They actually they literally released the film as part of the DVD releases. Yeah, yeah. It's called it's called the Ghost of. Farquhar. It's, it's yeah. one, a short, Probably like, special. like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, ugh. but you know, the bigger story of that though is the the, the construction walls that went up after they closed it, yeah. right? Because everybody was predicting, oh, it's going to be Secret Life of Pets, which is the new ride here in Hollywood, which is really great, by the yeah. way. Yeah, wonderful, yeah, it's awesome. wonderful dark ride, really well done. Um, everybody's like, oh, it's got to be that, and the the construction walls went up, and they were for Minions, and it's the logo from the movie that that was supposed to come out last year that hasn't come out yet, or did yeah. it? No, no rise of Gr- rise of Gru is two years into the tooth. Uh, it's yeah. supposed to come out. It's Minions to Rise of Gru. Uh, yeah, and to it's, you. And, and and so it's that logo, and everybody's like, "Oh, we already have a Minions attraction. Why do we need another one?" Um, here's my prediction. I don't think it's a permanent attraction. I think they're going to put in something that is like character meet and greets and shit for promoting the new movie when it hits theaters this summer. Oh, maybe. I think that's it. Yeah, but right? you can already you can already meet the minions at Minion Mayhem. Like they're in the the exit. Either that, or they're doing an indoor version of like Super Silly Funland with a bunch of flat rides or something dumb like that. Oh, that because be... that's something that's something that park doesn't have enough of, right? They yeah. need a, they need a bunch of sea tickets to be honest. So, uh, just the, yeah. the, the the industry guy in me goes, I'd love a big, huge, fancy dark ride too, but they don't need it. So, but the problem mm. the problem with that area, period is that it is theoretically the thoroughfare. It's the main street for Universal. And you it's just... In, it's just Minion It's just Shrek and Minion. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, it's... Main Street is Minion Main Street now. Like, it's if it's a Minion thing, that is your first impression. And don't get me wrong, they've it's never... The they've never yeah. tried to emulate the design uh, of uh, Disney Park. There's no weenie at the end or anything like that. But well, there still, was. it's weird. It was, it was a front lot, right? It was supposed to be sound stages, well, yeah. and there was the fake New York background, and then the back lot was off to the, re- the right down. Yeah. And, and that was all that was all intentional to feel like, oh, it's production. It's Because it, right. the left was, there wasn't themed, like the whole building, it was just the entrance for Hanna-Barbera, and then it was just the entrance for Hitchcock. And, and yeah. all right, that, that behind-the-scenes studio BS worked for a while, but nobody cares about it anymore. So let's make the whole building just big super graphics of minions. So yeah, it's a weird way to welcome people to that park. It's it it very. I think it ages it down. It makes it the, your first introduction to the park. I mean, you go next door to Islands of Adventure, and there's that beautiful minion yeah. trench, which is so perfect. Mm. And the entrance to Universal Florida is like mm, billboards, and you know. So, Revenge of the Mummies, the other big news that it's going down for a major refurb, which you know, um, uh, Universal has done, like the, the retract right. almost all of the Hulk, right? 
So um, it's a reinvestment. This that kind of stuff's smart because these things don't last forever. So um, it, it, I think it's a it's smart money to because it's a very popular attraction. The big question that the fans have is. Are they going to get rid of the production pre-show? Which, by the way, was always n- never really worked because <laughs> no. most of the story of the pre-show was very early in the queue, and everybody blew past it because it yeah. never really filled up to that anymore. And so, the whole Reggie the assistant and get me a damn cup of coffee at the end. Most people, most tourists would come to ride the ride for the first time and go, "Why is Brendan Fraser yelling at me at yeah. the end of this ride <laughs> for no reason?" So. You know, there's lots of speculation about what that'll be. And when you look at the mummy they put into, where is it? Um, the one in Singapore. Singapore, um, yeah. It's not production-based at all. It's no. just more tomb. So they could very easily do that. My vote, though, is make it a museum of the Universal Monsters, of all of them, mm-hmm. and then end with the mummy, and then it turns real into the ride. That would be yeah. my... That would be yeah. cool. It is a, be, yeah. it is a yeah. museum. I mean, it's set up to be that thing. So, ding, ding, I mean, ding, let's ding, talk... Ding. Let's talk about the literal plot of this ride and why it definitely oh. needs some up, uh, upgrading. So you walk into... This is my favorite uh, confusing ride of all time. Um, you walk <laughs> into a museum and it's immediately uh, actually a movie set. And there's movie set stuff happening. And uh, the <laughs> the seance person from Poltergeist shows up. And then you... <laughs> end up going down a hallway and now it's actually a tomb not a museum with tombs but like a literal egyptian tomb and then you start going through and you're in a tomb and then you come to a stop and the ride itself tells you it's a ride so you're not in a museum or a tomb you're on a ride but then of course the mummy blows up that person and it's now still a mummy and then it ends uh, with Brendan Fraser telling you you're at a movie studio. So I can see why they might need an update uh, a, a little bit. <laughs> that's like a breathless, that's like, that's like a breathless story told by a six year old. First, there's yeah. this movie set. And then, then, then there's this big, this big tomb. And then, yeah. you know. It's a little different in California though. Yeah. Th- in California. Yeah. Different it, means worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Ours it sucks. It's, it's not, it's not great. It's not great. I mean, they were supposed to dig down into that one, but they couldn't because so that that's why it does the weird stop backwards and turn around at the end. Mm. They, they were originally going to dig and make more room and make it closer to Florida's layout, and they just couldn't mm. um, for stru- stru- structural reasons. California, California earthquake foundations. Uh, the the roof was only meant to be a certain height. If you dig down, you got to put in more to make the to, yeah, to but for the higher yeah, roof. Yeah. I'm willing for that so. risk because I, what I've been told is death is only the beginning. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean the the ride's good and the fake ending is such yeah. a great idea that you know I, I I but but even there that adds to your confusion. Like it's a ride now at the end. Yeah. But wait, no, there's a real curse. Like it's telling what what's the old Disney adage? Tell one story. This is telling like ten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we might have gotten, I think we would have gotten some, if, if Tom Cruise's mummy would have really exploded, I think it would have already been rethemed. Uh, oh, what a turd. Know. That thing was terrible. Yeah. And it was supposed to start off the um, Dark yeah. Universe. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Which was like a Marvel universe of monsters with like, they were monster hunters. It was called like the Praetorium or something. It was, it, yeah. Ugh. 
but be glad it failed because if Epic Universe does get its monsters land, it'll be old school and not new crappy versions. So I'll be excited for that. That's the one thing I'm really looking forward to because I really miss the Beetlejuice graveyard review. I've I saw I saw all the designs, but I can't talk about it. Oh, Oh, that's fun! Wow. My last job, we actually worked on it. Ugh. Can we get a hint? Like something a tiny nope. bit? Nothing? Nope. The NBA is nope. real tight? Sued. I'm, I'm gonna get sued. No. Yeah. And and if you do get su- if you did get sued, I'd go, hey, someone actually is listening to the podcast. So that's nice too. <laughs> it works that's out true. either way. Um well thank you guys for this great conversation about different stuff. Uh we'll be back bi weekly, so every other week we'll show up on your podcast feed. Uh, Rock Castle is produced by yours truly, Nathan Hartman. Um, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And please tell a friend uh, or several friends or all the friends you possibly have uh, because we would like to see this uh, show succeed. And I love the idea of uh, possibly voices that aren't normally heard. Uh, if any one of our guests are gone, we'll have other people on that have unique experiences and perspectives. That's the hope anyway. Um, you can also check out our, our website at ratcastlepodcast at podbean.com. Uh, and with that, thank you guys for coming on today. I appreciate seeing y'all. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, this was fun. And for you audience listening, grab your belongings and exit to the left. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? <laughs>